0: Welcome to Confessions of a Melanated Queen, a podcast designed to celebrate achievements within black culture. Here's your host, Dr. Lauren Meeks. Hey family, welcome back. This week I had a chance to sit down with a fellow mom who is making a way for her family by doing what she loves most, baking cakes. Dawn Barnes left a 25-year career as a social worker to launch her bakery, Dares Cakes. This leap of faith has provided Dawn the opportunity to spend more time with her children, build a legacy, and as she describes, she has found her happy. Dawn's story hits home for me because as I commute 90 minutes to work each way, I listen to motivational speakers, stories that inspire, and podcasts that encourage me to continue to build my business, just the other day, I listened to Steve Harvey share his journey from rags to riches, back to rags, and again to riches. Dawn's story reminds me of Steve's as they both have made a jump into the life that makes them happy. And for me, that's encouraging. As a recent, I've been taking Steve Harvey's advice and I've been expanding my prayers. I don't limit what I ask God for. I've asked him to provide me with the necessary resources to take this brand to the next level. That's the kind of faith that Dawn has relied on, and she shares that on the show. I enjoy listening to her journey. Now, please make sure you place your order when you're done listening to the show. Trust me, I have experienced it and her cakes are delicious. So without further ado, Dawn Barnes. Hey sis, how are you? Hi, I'm doing wonderful. In yourself? I'm pretty good. I'm so excited to talk to you. So. Let's go back to a couple of years ago when you and I were both moms. Well we're moms anyway, but we were mom we were the same we were moms at the same school for children who are good friends. And I had a cousin who wanted to have a special cake made for her baby shower. And her baby shower uh, was like this real big thing. And she wanted one gift from me, which was a cake. And so she identified mm-hmm. a cake that she saw. And it was from Pinterest of all places. And it was this extreme mm-hmm. intricate design that I didn't think anybody could do. But I brought it to your attention. And you pulled it off. So I I don't remember if that's when you began to transition into Shondere's Cakes or what, but all I know is that it was not only beautiful, it was delicious, and everybody that was so happy. So tell us about this journey. Thank
1: you. Um, You're right. We did. Our kids are the same age, and we met at the same school, and I was nine to five in it then. Mm -hmm. Nine to five in it and trying to do this cake thing on the side and live, be a wife and be a mom and be all those things that women are, you know, they're required, those Roles were required to fill, and I was not happy. I really wasn't happy. I had done at that point probably had done the job maybe 21 years or so, maybe, and uh, just or maybe slightly less. But did not want to do it anymore. It was a stressful job, and wanted to follow my passions. And so yeah, at the time that you asked me to make that, I was like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah, that makes me happy. And so um, it was easy enough for me. I'm glad you thought it was so intricate, but I'm also glad you were happy. But um, I, with uh, what I created. But yeah, that was me at that time. Nine to five in it at a stressful job that I thought, um, because of the nature of the job, I thought it was something I was supposed to be doing. It was a giving job. Giving meaning it's a, a service-oriented job. Oh, okay. It was DCFS. And <laughs> I was, okay, there we go. It was DCFS and I was a social worker at the time. Social working, meaning doing foster care, doing adoptions. And then after that, it went to being the person who knocks on, you know, a person's door and has to decide whether or not their children come into care or custody. And after that, I supervised for a while, which means I had lots of cases to read and look after of that nature. And it just had gotten to the place where I just didn't want to do it anymore. And thankfully, I had a passion that I wanted to follow. And it was hard um, deciding to give up that in the hopes of a pension and longevity to something that was completely uncertain. Um, And having the faith to take that leap, it's hard, hard. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like I just woke up one day and said, hey, um, husband, I'm going to leave my job and we're going to live luxuriously because I'm going to bake cakes. No, it was hard. Mm -hmm. And um, every day I think we learn something new along this journey. Um, And we're we're trying, you know, trying to make it a thing. And so he still works. But I am doing this full-time now that is baking and um, loving it. And surely not thinking back on the 25 years I spent in social service at all. But um, loving it and, and, and really enjoying being able to do this and be mom and be wife um, makes me a happier person.
0: And that, to me, is it's what's so amazing about your journey and why I admire you so much is because you know i too am one of those yeah. people who really i yeah it's it's so true because i love absolutely love being a mom to my one child and he mm-hmm. is is you know he's blessed to have a, a strong support system but there's nothing like being home and so even now with a 90 minute commute right. and trying to get home in time just to see him enough to only spend a couple hours with him it's it's very challenging right you know and mm-hmm. so you know it's it's a part you know I've I've done this show, I've talked to a lot of people though, but I don't think we've really had a conversation yet when we talk about the, the power of motherhood and why it's so important to be present sure. and how you don't have to necessarily give up the things that you love, but you have to find that balance. And it seems like you've done that. Or at least working it's a struggle. Yeah,
1: it's working towards it. it's a struggle. One of the things that helped me make this decision to leave it. And again, I wasn't just leaving it for nothing. I was leaving it to go make gum paste flowers and make pretty cakes and all those things. But mm. one of the things that helped me leave it is I would come home every day. If you can imagine doing that job exhausted, mm. but exhausted didn't mean that I didn't get phone calls in the middle of the night about good children. So I mean, come on, you can imagine what the mood would be like. Then I remember my kids asking me one time, mommy, are you cranky mommy today or good mommy? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. so I heard stories of workers with who, whose children would tell them, um, you shared so much with those kids at work and we didn't get enough of you. Or you would come home so tired every day, mommy, you know, you weren't here for me or you didn't hear me or you were too busy. They never want to be that mom. And so we, we got to understand, though, because sometimes I think when we give up something for another, we think the grass is greener. So people will look at me and they may think, oh, she's at home, meaning I'm not nine to five yet. She's at home and I guess they think I'm eating bonbons, but I gave up that. Now, that does not mean I get to go on every vacation in the world mm-hmm. or I get to, to have a closet full of shoes because, you know, we're building a business here. So we're at ground level. We have to make, make things make sense. But that does mean that I get to be here for my kids. I take them to school. I pick them up every day. I'm fully entrenched in their, their academic life. And that, to me, is a happy balance and a good place to be. And if I get to do that and bake, I'm a good girl.
0: And so let's go back to you were saying that you were in the giving type of field. And, and with social work, that's definitely the case. I work in social services, so I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about it is that you've, obviously you've had the passion to help and to serve and to give. But I would argue, and I'm sure you would agree, that what you're doing now is the same thing. I mean, you're still doing something that you love. People love to eat. You love to see. I mean, just about your <laughs> response that you gave when I said that you made an intricate cake that I think anybody could pull off, and you pulled it off, and you were happy to know that, you know, we liked the way mm-hmm. we it. You were still giving. So what what would you say to people who don't understand that you don't necessarily – that you don't have to give up the things, your values, in order to – um. How can I say it? You don't have to give up your values for a paycheck. You can still identify something that's along those lines, and still be happy and comfortable with it. And what, what what type of advice would you give for people in terms of who are looking to find a way to to find and to search for that?
1: I think I was stuck in social work for so long because I really thought God wouldn't want me to leave social work to go bake cakes. Wow. There's nothing <laughs> kingdom building or godly oriented about baking cakes, but yet. When I listen to you, and I know for me, the happiest thing is when somebody, it's like, in, like, like mothers who make food, and they feed their family, and
0: mm-hmm. you got a
1: house full of boys, and they tear their food up, and you are so happy and pleased that you were able to give them something like that. And I imagine for creatives, because I think this falls in that creative atmosphere, where creatives use their brain differently. They, they see the world differently. You may see a purple flower, and I just see beautiful, and it just makes my day. Mm-hmm. So for creatives, if I'm able to create something with my hands, like an artist, we often think of artists that way. Well, caking cake it is the same kind of deal. So if I'm able to create something with my hands, I sculpture, caking it, sculptors, you know, we do that too, we sculpt things too. Um, and I can give it to you from my hands and you're happy, you have done something for my soul. Okay. I am a good girl. Absolutely. Yeah. And so if the choice is, Working nine to five, struggling, and you're miserable. One of the other things was I could have stayed at that job, and I was working towards retirement. I had nine more years to go, y'all, before that pension check was gonna be great. And I thought, my thoughts to myself, I could die in nine years, never having chased my happy, um, taking care of other people, and that's wonderful. But never having chased my happy, and I wanted to chase my happy. Now that means that that dream of a pension is a bit deferred, but I could have been there. And then too, by the time I get to pension age, my children would be going to college and I thought, oh, I'd never leave. For me, that made the decision also a little lighter. Um, and again, being an entrepreneur, I don't know what people think, but I assume sometimes they think it's easy. It is not. But this struggle doesn't upset my peace of mind, though. This struggle, because what I'm doing makes me happy, makes me happy.
0: Right. Right. Absolutely. So with 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 the actual cakes now, I know what I had that day, but can you tell us a little yeah. bit about what is it that you do create? What are some of your staples? Um,
1: some of my staples. Good question. I enjoy pretty cakes. I do. Some people are very good, as I mentioned earlier, at sculpting cakes, the whole 3D thing. I am a flowery girl. I'm a girly girl. So I really love working on cakes that are simply just pretty and beautiful. I can do the sculpting. But what I love are flowers. I love flowers in general. So I make them out of chocolate. I make them out of gum paste, um, all of which are edible. But, you know, any flower, any flavor, I'm sorry, that you can think of from the standards of red velvet um, to lemon to pineapple coconut to um, German chocolate. All of those lovely flavors, lavender, um, I love making curds, lemon and lime curds those kind of things. Um, lime. I love lime. I love citrus. So any kind of flavor combinations. And then I also, um, because we always think of those, I like wedding cakes and birthday cakes and celebration cakes and cupcakes and strawberries and all of those things you think of when you think of cake. And I also do cheesecake combinations. So any cake I make, I also make it in a cake in a, um, a, a cheesecake cake combination too. So that's just an added kind of thing, but all kinds of celebrations and weddings
0: nice I think I saw something that you had and it was okay just help me understand what I was looking at though but all I know is that it was a jar (laughs) it was a jar with some really good looking treats in them I mean was it like was it it was it a a jar yeah Yeah, that's what I thought I saw cake
1: jars I do those occasionally too um Sometimes like Valentine's Day or holiday oriented kind of things, Cake jars, I like those. Because if you're single, for example, you don't need a whole cake. You right. don't need a whole cake. You just need a little something. And so I do cake jars. So whatever cake it is, it may be banana nut. It may be carrot cake. Over um, Thanksgiving holidays, I think it was banana nut, carrot cake, and sweet potato cake um, in a jar. And so if you're single or it's just the two of you all, that's a really cool thing because you don't have to worry about a big old six inch. Well, six inch gets you a couple of slices, but you don't have to worry about an eight inch or a 10 inch cake. You just want cake in a jar.
0: And it's good to manage because if you don't want to eat it, because I can eat a whole cake by myself if somebody let me. So it, it's kind of nice to manage as well. So you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can still right. get... Cake in a jar is a good thing. Yes. I just
1: see it for my mother. I kind of fell into this because something happened. It was, remember, cake, uh, um, punch bowl cakes from, like, back when? Mm-hmm. I kind of fell the cake in a bowl. And I was like, cake in a bowl is good. Cake in a bowl. Um, It was for a family kind of thing we had over the holidays. And uh, it's convenient because it's in a bowl. Unless it's gone, you don't have to cut it up. You just scoop it out. It's cake in a bowl. So, you know, always coming up and trying to figure out new ideas and new things that people may be interested in.
0: That's awesome. So you're constantly evolving in your business, and so it's not like you you walked in, you said I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and that's it. It sounds like you're learning and you're developing more things as you go.
1: This cake industry has more than enough to keep you busy, and it's always evolving. When I think I was a little girl, my mom did all the Wilton classes and stuff, and she dragged me with her, and I was like, Ugh, I hated it. I hated it. But she would make wedding cakes. And she would, oh, it would hurt her heart to have to cut them off. and be like, give me the knife. And I wouldn't, because <laughs> I didn't get it until I became older. And I kind of just fell into this thing where I'm like, oh, I get it. I, I understand the connection to it. I understand how it just, you know, it's peaceful work and it makes you happy. And it's something you created with your hands. And so I, too, did some Wilson classes. And then I, I, I left the department and ended up going to culinary school, the French culinary school, and loved it. Loved it. And so um, inspired to do, you know, different things. But this cake industry gives you more than enough. It's always something new. When my mom was doing it, there weren't molds and things. And everything you literally had to do, you had to do it by your hands. These days, there are silicone molds and tools and all kind of things. So when you see stuff like uh, cakes that move or dinosaurs that are, you know, 3D shapes and all that kind of stuff, it's really creative what people can do. Um, because of the things that the cake industry is always coming up with.
0: So I have a question for you. When you were able to return to school, was that after you had already made the leap from your nine to five?
1: It was after I made the leap. It was. Yep.
0: So it's, it could be quite difficult for someone who's still stuck in that. Talk about a little bit more about, how do you plan for something like that? Is, is that something that, that you would advise someone to just take some time, six months to a year, whatever it may, it, it may need to prepare to say, I need additional training. I'm interested in learning how to do X, Y, Z, but I'm in this situation every day where it doesn't allow me to make time for it. Um, what would you suggest a person do for that?
1: I had seen this, the French culinary school way before I left my job, way before. And I went there for a tour just off the cuff, right? Now, as we all know, or we should know, culinary school is so not cheap. You might as well buy a car. Mm -hmm. It is so not cheap. And it's not the route that everybody has to take. There are more than enough videos, instructions, YouTube, whatever, Google, for you to learn a lot of stuff. Recipes abound. I mean, you can learn a lot of stuff without that investment. That's just the journey I chose. Just the journey I chose. When I went and I promised you, Dr. Lauren, I felt like the angels were singing to me, saying to me, this is where you, I smiled that whole tour, I must have looked like an idiot. Because I was like, this is so beautiful, the pot stuff. And it was years before I was actually financially able to go. It was hard. Again, another sacrifice. But I think when we think of our happy, the sacrifice is worth it, it to me. It's worth it. And it, continually sacrificing every day, but it's worth it because I could be stuck somewhere where I did not have I keep saying this peace of mind. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's hard and yeah, before you leave something, of course, common sense and all of our elders would say, You need to plan. You know, I remember having a conversation with my dad, he's like, How y'all gonna pay your bill? <laughs> what you gonna do about that? You need to plan. And even when you plan, you're still not planning enough. Mm-hmm. So if you plan and you think you can't do it and that stops you from taking your leap. leap, leaps are not necessarily about common sense. I'm not suggesting that you should not plan. Of course, you absolutely should to the best of your ability. But at the end of that, if you think you can't do it, or you think you got this plan and it's gonna work, life will show you something different. And so the leaps are really based on your relationship with God and your your beliefs and whatever He tells you He has for you. And for me, I think He gave me. I know He gave me this
0: skill. I know
1: He gave me this skill. I don't doubt it. And I'm blessed every day to be able to execute it.
0: Amen. Well, one of the things that we talked about before we started recording was the the new experience you're having. And and I can share this testimony (laughs) with being an entrepreneur and having to navigate social media, network with people, do all types of stuff, which is a lot different than what you're accustomed to. Share with everybody what that, that experience has been like, because I think a lot of times people see folks and they think that they've just been on social media for the last six, seven years. <laughs> but, you know, this is fairly new to you and I, you know, so it's, it's, it's quite a surprise, yeah. though, But you had to figure it out. So let's talk about that a little bit.
1: <laughs> so I think I related a bit to my age, which I won't tell. I'm not that old, but I am not 20. Mm-hmm. And I think these kids were born with phones and tablets in their hands. And often I see, you know, babies, we give babies, not that we should, but we give babies phones. And I was, when my son was young, he changed my wallpaper and I didn't understand how he knew how to do that. So for me, social media, I'm learning it. Social media is a beast though, and you got to manage that thing. And it takes time to do that. So to be up on Instagram, to be up on my Facebook all the time, I have to, to, you know, that's actually the first thing I do in the morning Um, Mm -hmm. when I get to attending to business is that, trying to post early, trying to make sure I have some content there that makes sense and reflects what I'm doing. Um, But it is new to me because in my old job, you all of 25 years, I didn't have to social, I didn't have to do any of that. I didn't have to network. I didn't have to sell myself. I didn't have to present customers or clients, as we would call them, came to me. I didn't go searching for them. There was no financial benefit to whatever number that I had. Um, And so, yeah, this is a new thing, networking, selling myself, presenting the image that I want to have for my brand, thinking of what a brand really means, Um, not just taking it, but trying to figure out as I'm continuing to grow, what do I want my business to reflect? And I think for me, one um, one of the people icons that I think of that I just totally love is Sylvia Weinstock. And mm-hmm. Sylvia Weinstock's got to be almost 90 now. But I don't believe she started baking until she was like 50, y'all. Right. She was a psychologist, I believe. And you've seen her on Oprah, and she's got her own studio, of course, in New York, and she's just fabulous. And I think, wow, she was like 50 when she stopped, you know, being a psychologist of sorts. I think she had put her husband through law school and decided she wanted to run this business. She's also a flower girl. I mean, she's over the top with flowers, like beautiful. And I just look to her and think I'm inspired, Um, that I, too, despite my lack of knowledge, despite spending the better half of my first, the first half of my life doing something else, um, can do this thing, too. And it inspires me to, to keep at it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you know, one of the things that I have learned to do as of recent is listen to a lot of inspirational videos. And of course, podcasts, if, mm-hmm. if I don't have a podcast on my radio, then I'm I'm struggling on my ride to work because music isn't cutting mm-hmm. it. So I like to be inspired mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. I've been listening a lot to Steve Harvey lately and Mm-hmm. So I've, I go up and down with how I feel about some of his decisions. I do think that he offers, <laughs> <Right>. some, <advice. laughs> he offers some good advice in right. terms of making a leap. And he calls, it's some it's, it's like a theme that he has now about jumping. And just, he, he encourages mm-hmm. people to tap into their inner gift that God gave them. He said, it doesn't matter what mm-hmm. age. You figure that out. He didn't get on TV until he was 38, and he had been wanting to be on television. (laughs) So you know, it's that—that's something that I consider as well. Is that you know, there's oftentimes you know, we we limit ourselves because of lack of education, because of how old we think we are compared to what we should have. We think we should have been doing, and so you know, our life plans, our life plans. And then you talk about the pension, and I'm telling you, this is why you know I absolutely love this conversation because. It, I was only in my dream job eight years, and when I lost it, I was devastated because I thought I was spending mm-hmm. twenty years there. But because that that pension, that that retirement, that's Ooh. the way our parents raised us. You know, that's right, that's right. My parents, my mother worked
1: in the post office for twenty five mm-hmm. years, I believe it was. My yeah. father worked in the U.S. steel mill. Right. So, come on, y'all. You know what that means. And so when I talked about leaving my job, my mom was a woman, so my mother understood. You know, mothers have that kind of thing. I'm a girl. She's a girl. We're best friends. She understood and supported that. My father was like, really? You're going to do that? Mm-hmm. He worked at the steel mill. Now, my daddy had his own dream. And so the steel mill closes and my daddy becomes a landlord and buys property, not you know, my daddy, my parents, and buys they buy property here, there, everywhere. And so he did chase his dream too. But when I say that I want to leave the Department of Children and Family Services with the promises of a pension and go cake it, Hmm, there are questions about that. And I understood that because of the era that he was coming from. Right. Um, but yes, yeah, that tension, I watched, you know what I, I watched Dr. Salon? I watched many of my coworkers die, mm. die. That's what extremely, at, like an EMT, like a cop, we don't think about how stressful it is for social workers and the secondhand trauma that they handle daily. And so my husband would always tell me that we laugh at the strangest things, not that we were laughing at circumstances, but I promise you some things you just got to laugh at. But the job we did was, it was heavy. It was weighty. And um, we didn't give much room for that or take care of ourselves well. So given that, I mean, when I say I can think of at least three to four people who died, at least, um, mm-hmm. and the stress of it, cancers, uh Aneurysms, just, you know, the myriad of things that takes us away. And I didn't want to find myself in that. Um, So, yeah, we we are bound by the promise of a pension. Given the way the state of Illinois is funded and what's going on with that state, there was no real promise of a pension, especially during the time that I left. Um, So, I see how that keeps us there. And it really is. No, I'm not a fan of Steve Harvey. And yes, I do have Some of his decisions are questionable, but I do like that inspirational part of his show and like to hear him speak to people. And people will look at him and go, Yeah, it was easy for him. It's easy for him. Look how much money he's making. He wasn't making that money then. And like you said, he didn't. didn't, Mm -hmm. That's right, living in his car. And so he has to have enough faith in himself and his God given talent to believe that other people would find what he finds funny or presentable funny and presentable. And if you don't believe it, and I had that struggle too. Making cakes on the side, not knowing my work. And it's still for, for creatives, it's hard to charge with your work. It really is. It's, it's hard to do that. Yeah. Um, it's a yeah. struggle. But once you got to pay your bills, you understand, you get a new understanding. Um, but finding your value and your worth, and if you don't believe in yourself, it's hard. And that'll come. It, it comes with, you know, doing what you do. But it's hard to value yourself, to value your product, to, to, to believe in it enough to leap, to leave all that promise all that stuff that's static that you believe it's just it, it's the nine to five it's there to so leave that for the uncertain right. we don't know i don't know how many cakes i'm gonna say i don't know if this is gonna work i just believe that it will
0: absolutely and so considering that at this point if someone wants to try one of those cakes in the jars or one of those intricate cakes that i was just talking about how <laughs> can they follow you on social media so they can learn more about it
1: i am uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram at uh, Not dot com At Shandere's Cakes, I'm sorry, on Facebook and Instagram. And Shandere's is my middle name. Shandere. Shandere is my middle name. Um, my mother gave me that name from a friend of hers. Well, she worked at the post office. And I just love the name. I just think it's a really pretty and different name. And I kind of wanted to stand out from all the other kind of bakeries out there. And it's my name. So right. shandairscakes You can find me at Shandere's Cakes on Instagram and on Facebook, and I'm always trying to um, post things, not only that just reflect what I do, but inspirational things for other people, too. Mm-hmm. Um, often on Inst- I love Instagram, and I'm new to it. I just started this year, but I see where people post inspirational things. I feel so inspired. I feel like, okay, this is good. There's a community here mm-hmm. that's supportive of the things we're doing. Um, my website, of course, is www.shonderscakes.com. Um, Don Barnes at Shonders Cakes dot com and then there's um my phone number if you wanted to order a cake is one 556 8440 to place an order so you can email me you can call me you can inbox me on instagram or on facebook um again it's chandere's cakes and i will be more than happy to respond and you can place your order
0: Perfect. And so this show is airing Monday, December 3rd, uh, just a few weeks away from Christmas. What type of cakes, before we go, do you think that people are most interested in, in a, during a Christmas holiday? I was coming up with new stuff because
1: I'm not, you know, we always like German chocolate cake at this time of year. We don't eat it during the summer. It's too heavy. But this time of year, we like German chocolate. We like red velvet. We like cheesecakes. We like cute cupcakes. Um, all those kind of things, but I was coming up with some new things and I thought, I don't, I don't know, Dr. Lauren, do you like eggnog? I don't like eggnog.
0: I've never had it, I don't think. Are you serious? No, I don't think I've so ever
1: had it. So <laughs> wow. I was thinking eggnog, um, eggnog buttercream with a vanilla bean or white chocolate cheesecake with peppermint bark, or of course, German chocolate, of course, red velvet, but a caramel pecan turtle cheesecake, all those kind of things. I'm thinking those things. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, but think but those <laughs> things, lovelies. Think those things or whatever things you're thinking of that are creative. Call me, order something and we'll get it out there for you.
0: But I'm trying to figure out who not eating German chocolate cake in the summertime. I never had a seasonal preference I, for cake. I, I eat that stuff all you, year.
1: I <laughs> see that's I get that from like my mother. Um, oh that's too heavy. Not if I want all that in the summertime. That's just too heavy. Mm-mm. So I just think of seasonally and of course Red velvet, or even red velvet cheesecake, because of the colors. Right, uh, right. Christmas is coming, but it's okay. all that festive stuff: a little snowflakes, a little edible trees, and all that stuff. Wonderful.
0: Okay, Wonderful. well, I'm excited. Well, my birthday is coming yeah. up. So I need to place an order for Jane. Yes, you do. Okay, I need to place yes, an order. You do. And I I like German chocolate. It don't have to be winter or summer. I, I, I like <laughs> <look> <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, Wonderful. So, any parting advice for moms, women, anybody in general who is struggling to make that decision?
1: <sighs> Get your ducks in order, of course. Pray. Listen. Listen to your gut, women. We don't listen to our guts. We're such providers and nurturers that we should get to take care of ourselves and listen to ourselves. Believe in yourself. The power of a woman is amazing. We can do all things. We really can. But we don't believe in ourselves enough and we surely don't support each other enough. Believe in yourself and what you do. If you have something that you can do that, that makes you happy and you... That, now, let me say this, Dr. Moore. I see some stuff sometimes. and Look, I'm, I'm, you know... I don't want to be too critical, but you got to have a good presentation. You can't just throw people stuff. Don't, don't throw stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Have a fabulous presentation if you got to work on that. Look at other people's videos. If that's not your thing, like social media is work for me. The presentation is easy for me. And for somebody else, social media may be like, ah, the presentation they need to work at. Work at it so people can appreciate your work and they can see the value in it and want to buy from you and pay you all that hard work. Bakers are up at three or four o'clock in the morning. We work at odd hours. We work long hours. You may look at that cake and think that took like 20 minutes. No, that cake took me four hours and 15 minutes. How about that? Wow. So you got to prepare, but you can never prepare enough. That's like people who say, well, I don't want to get married yet because I don't have a house. I don't have..." You can never prepare enough. Life will teach you. And it is a journey. But you can do this. If this is what makes you happy, if this is what gives you peace of mind and gives you joy, whatever that thing is, You can do it. Otherwise, you will forever be wishing, I wish I had. Why didn't I? How come I couldn't? Gotta believe in yourself. And sometimes you got to talk yourself through it. Encourage yourself. You can do it. It's hard. You're giving up something for something else, but it'll be worth it.
0: Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. That inspired me. (laughs) Wow. We gonna have to. I encourage myself. <laughs> yes, well, we we're gonna have to schedule a a follow up conversation so we can catch up because I definitely need to get we some will. vibes from you. You know, I I can I can <laughs> do that right now.
1: Well, we can do that. We will do that.
0: Well, I won't keep you, but thank you again for joining us. I really appreciate you. Thank you for the invitation. I appreciate you as well so everybody thank you for tuning in today if you want to follow confessions of a melanated queen please tune in to our website at confessionsofamelanatedqueen.com if you need to email me directly or have a question or a comment you can reach me at lauren at gmail.com if you can please come through next saturday i am going to be having a book signing did you buy the book yet did you get, buy the book and you need your book signed? Did you get it from Amazon and you still have my signature on it? Whatever the case may be, come by, give me a hug, come see me. I am going to be at Rosebud Reflections. I'm going to have the address posted on this episode, but it is located at 1240 East 79th Street in Chicago, Illinois, 60619, Saturday, December 8th from 1 to 4 p.m. Come by and see me. Talk to you guys soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to Confessions of a Melanated Queen. Follow Dr. Meeks on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dr. Lauren Meeks. If you have a confession, visit ConfessionsOfAMelanatedQueen.com and share your story. Peace and love.